A new directive from the Vatican may have significant impact for Catholic patients, physicians, and hospitals. What are the issues? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing current therapies for new uses. And our guest is Robert McClory, Associate Professor Emeritus at Northwestern University in Chicago, a former Catholic priest and author of numerous articles on the issues of Catholicism and medicine. Professor McClory and I are discussing the evolving healthcare implications of new directives from the Catholic Church. Professor McClory, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much. So give us a little idea of your background and expertise. Where and when did you do your training? How long were you a Catholic priest? And when did you decide to leave that calling? I grew up in Chicago, and I went to Catholic seminaries in Chicago, studied to be a priest in theology at the seminary in Mundelein, Illinois, and I was ordained in 1958. And I uh, served as a priest in several parishes in Chicago for 13 years, resigned in 1971, and became a journalist. And I have worked as a journalist with particular interest in ethical issues and moral issues. I have taught journalism at Northwestern for 24 years or so. So how long have there been Catholic religious directives that have impacted medicine? Well, they go back to the very earliest days when our knowledge of medicine was very unclear. The Church has always felt sort of an obligation to advise people on how best to handle medical situations. So way back in the Middle Ages and even earlier, there were medical directives. But they have become more sophisticated and more detailed as the medical profession understands much more about the human body and about how life and death occur. So there's a good bit more and more complexity in the directives that we get today. Last month, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, with the approval of Pope Benedict XVI, issued what it called a clarification about the issues of modern medicine. What was all that about? Well, it was their effort to clarify something that had been going on ever since the Terry Schiavo case uh, several years ago, when there was such a controversy over whether or not to remove a feeding tube that she had had for over a year. In an effort to clarify the issue, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith said that the administration of food and water, usually by feeding tube, is in principle an ordinary and proportionate means of preserving life, and therefore it was morally obligatory to use it as long as it is, and this is their word, as long as it is shown to accomplish its goal, that is, to keep the patient alive. This was a very specific statement, and it was given at the request of the U.S. Congregation of of Catholic Bishops, who wanted to know, how shall we handle these things in the future? And is this a continuation of previous Vatican policy, or is this kind of a turn to the left or right at this point? Well, it is a very definite turn to the right in the opinion of a lot of moral theologians, priests, and others who deal with the dying, because the original position, which I was taught in the seminary and which, in fact, had been 
in place for some 400 years, claimed that it was not necessary, it was not morally obligatory to uh, have the feeding tube in or any other measure in when it seemed to be doing the patient no good other than simply keeping him or her physically alive. So they had said the basis of intervention, medical intervention, is always the subjective benefit to the patient versus the burden of the treatment to the patient or his family. It is therefore considered an extraordinary means in the tradition to have a tube in when it is serving no other benefit but keeping the patient alive. That had been the tradition, and that had been acted upon by uh, doctors and nurses and everyone else connected with the uh, medical profession over the years. But in recent years, ever since the 1960s and 70s, there were kind of murmurings and discussions and statements coming from high places in the church that that was not the way it should be, that the tube was absolutely necessary in any case where it was keeping the person alive. And there were exceptions, but that was the obligation. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I am speaking with Robert McClory, Associate Professor Emeritus at Northwestern University in Chicago, a former Catholic priest and author of numerous articles on the issues of Catholicism in medicine. And we're discussing the Vatican's latest clarification of Catholicism's stance on feeding tubes and other medical interventions. So the difference really hinges on whether this is an ordinary part of medicine or an extraordinary part of medicine. And putting the feeding tube in in the first place, I'm sure that our physician audience understands that you can never tell at that point whether this is going to be somebody who's in a persistent vegetative state or is going to get better. So doesn't that put Catholics in some kind of a conundrum when it's time to put this tube in, knowing that later it may turn out to be extraordinary to keep it there? That is right. That is a big conundrum. It's always been a question whether you're obligated to do that and the wishes of the patient, if the patient is conscious, or the family of the patient, it was considered obligatory to honor those. So if if a patient said, I do not want the tube in, I am ready to go, or the patient said, I want it to be removed, those wishes would be followed. However, the new provision from the congregation seems to indicate that the wishes of the family or the wishes of the patient, if it turns out to be a vegetative state, must not be followed. So do all Catholic theologians agree on this new interpretation or clarification? And if not, what are the competing interpretations? Well, they certainly do not all agree. I mean, some agree and some disagree. I talked to uh, Kenneth Himes, who's the chair of the theology department at Boston College, and he said, Catholic theology doesn't demand that everything that can be done must be done, never has, nor does it ever require that the feeding tube kept in place in persons who are in the vegetative state. And he said he had been in touch with numberless other ethicists and theologians who said and are saying, what is going on here? The concern is now that Catholics are going to feel an obligation to have a feeding tube in every case, 
Catholic hospitals are going to feel that they must comply with this. And as a result, people are beginning to wonder whether they, as Catholics, should go to a Catholic hospital if they are concerned about this issue. I've had several people, after I wrote about this in the Chicago Tribune, who said, this is crazy, this is impossible, I'm not going to a Catholic hospital. If I get seriously ill, I'm going to a a hospital that isn't going to feel obligated to just keep me alive. What about a patient that was already in a Catholic hospital and on a feeding tube? Would this potentially require them to be transferred to another hospital so that they could then have their wishes or their family's wishes to have it removed, taken care of? Well, that would be one way to handle it. I've been told that people who are definitely in the vegetative state are usually not in a hospital, that they are in a nursing home or some other facility. But if it was a Catholic nursing home or Catholic-sponsored nursing home, the staff would normally feel obligated by the rulings of the Vatican on that. Does this also apply to other things like uh, do not resuscitate orders or other kinds of medical interventions that end up ending life? Well, that's a very good question, and the answer is definitely unclear at this point. A lot of this concern on the part of the Church has been caused by the uh, worry over the spread of euthanasia. The Church has felt that, you know, in several governments, assisted suicide is now perfectly legal, and there is the fear that this is going to be the common practice, that when you are sick, you may simply let yourself die or take measures to speed up the death. And the Church, with its long-standing concern about life, seems to be backing up, kind of changing its former positions in order to bolster the defense of life, which has long been part of the tradition. So how does this newest clarification build on the encyclical declarations of Pope John Paul II? Well, it does and it doesn't. He wrote, for instance, in Evangelium Vitae, he seemed to approve the long-held position, the 400-year-old position. He said, certainly the life of the body in its earthly state is not an absolute good for the believer. In other words, Catholics believe in another life, believe there is something on the other side, and therefore the position of just trying to keep pumping life into a body that is not responding seems contrary to that belief. It is restricting the patient from the patient's destiny as a Christian. On the other hand, a little later, Pope John Paul said some things that indicate that he really thought that food and water were ordinary and ought to be given as long as they kept the patient physically alive. So it was an ambiguous situation. And even now, despite the declaration from the Vatican, it remains very ambiguous. So where do you expect this all to lead? What do you think the next thing is that will happen with the Catholic Church in this kind of medical issue? Well, it'll eventually get resolved. I don't know how long that's going to take. There will be discussion Theologians will come forth, doctors will come forth and with their views, so the whole thing is up in the air, and eventually, when it is finally settled, the Church will say, well, we're glad it's settled, and this is exactly what we've always taught. What that will be, I don't know. 
Medical ethics surrounding feeding tubes for patients in a vegetative state are already controversial. And how does this recent declaration from the Vatican complicate matters? I want to thank our guest, Robert McClory, Associate Professor Emeritus at Northwestern University in Chicago, a former Catholic priest and author of numerous articles on the issues of Catholicism and medicine, for talking to us about these critical issues. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that repurposes existing treatments for new uses. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you can find our new on-demand and podcast features that will allow you access to our entire program library. Thank you for listening.